0: Hello, welcome to the Off the Rocks podcast. My name is Jen and I'm chatting with my pal Sarah.
1: Hello. Hello, lovely.
0: We were just chatting briefly before we hit record and uh, we think we're going to take a little break from the podcast, not just yet, but probably at the end of June when we've done six months worth.
1: And we're a bit sick of each other, aren't we? we I can't need, uh, stand the sound uh, of a, your voice. I know. <laughs> so it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Just
0: no, that's like, not true at all. No. No, I, I, I'm loving it, but we've got a load of stuff coming up, the both of we us. We do, we do. You're going, where are you going? New
1: Zealand.
0: New Zealand. That
1: my attempt New Zealand accent. I lived there for five years and I actually can't do it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to New Zealand accents. to hang outside the beehive and look for Jacinda Ardern because I love her. Uh, I don't know who crap. that is. It's the Prime Minister. <laughs> Come
0: on. Why would you expect me to keep up with politics in New Zealand? No, I don't even keep up with her
1: in this country. She's been in the news a lot recently because everyone, everyone's jumping on my bandwagon of being in love with her. Um, after how she dealt with the uh, the... Christchurch attacks and i, oh, I mean yeah. i've i've always i've always had a bit of a thing she's very attractive she's just great she's wonderful i mean in all seriousness i think she's brilliant I mean, I'm not going to stalk her, but you know, if I happen to bump into her outside the Beehive, then so be it. You know, and you will give her a hug, whether she <laughs> likes it or not. And she will like it. She will.
0: I've <laughs> he, seen a hug. You wouldn't. It's allowed. <laughs> you it's are a good hugs. hugger. Thank you really you. go all in.
1: I really do. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry we both wouldn't let go that time. Yeah, well, that no. got a bit awkward. We're both like that. We both big bear huggers, aren't we?
1: I love a hug. I love it.
0: When we went for lunch the first time we met, I found the photo from that the other day. Oh, i love so that sweet.
1: it's so funny it looks i think it looks like you're a pop star that i've um, been stalking at the pop hotel star wearing wellies and a woolly hat why was i wearing that by the way uh who knows <laughs> did we go for a walk we did go
0: for a walk yeah oh that'll yeah. be it the that'll the merest hint of a walk and i'll get my wellies out i don't care what whether it is whether they're required or not i love wearing wellies
1: but I think it looks like like I've been waiting in like the lobby of the hotel to like find you, and then I've been like, "Oh, Jen, I'm a really big fan. Can I have a picture, please?" And like <laughs> we've got like the receptionist to take it. I just think it's got that kind of vibe. <laughs> you've got
0: that. You yeah. I see what you mean. You've got that sort of um, look about you, though, in general, yeah. where you're just, sort of a just bit in awe, <laughs> <laughs> in awe of the world. No, you've got you've got like a, such a lovely smile, but you've got this sort of. Um, how do you explain it? Like a real cute, innocent shyness in your oh, smile. It's yeah. it's really sweet, oh. but it's really evident, particularly in that photo, because we were giggling at the time. We were, we were. Because I, I always do this, but if I want a photograph, which I often do because I bloody love photos, I'll just grab whoever is walking past and just say, can you just take a few pictures? <laughs> and I, I, I have no shame about that, I just... Don't. Well maybe don't we should it. post
1: it on Instagram uh, to promote this episode yeah. and, uh, as a happy reminder. Of, I'll dig um, it out again. The day when your biggest fan met you in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, you're going on on holiday and it's quite a long holiday, right?
1: Uh, yeah, well it's, it's it's 2 weeks, which is, is quite long for That's, me. Yeah, I
0: don't know why I thought it was more but that's, that's an average length, really, isn't it? That is really. I mean, it's quite
1: short for New Zealand, really. Yeah, you'll get there. Turn around, come back. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: But yeah, you're doing that. I'm moving. Keep saying moving house, but I'm moving flats. That's in about a month's time. So, yeah, we've we've both got a few big things coming up, and we thought it's a. As good a time as any to have a little break. We will be coming back.
1: A holiday, don't we? You know. Yeah, we we will be coming back
0: because we love. We absolutely love doing this. I haven't got remotely bored or irritated with you in the slightest. Like it's always a pleasure. But as with anything that you do regularly, sometimes it's just good to take a break from it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So uh, we'll have a little summer holiday. We don't know how long it'll be yet, a few weeks, and we'll come back. We've got some amazing interviews lined up. We're interviewing Laura McCowan about her new book in the autumn. And I'm going to put the thumbscrews on Cass Gray, my pal. I'm seeing her tomorrow night in Brighton. And um, I'm going to try and see if she'll come on. I know that she's really busy with with promotion at the moment but
1: but obviously I'm we am just gonna ignore that priority. yeah I mean well that's that's all well and good
0: but I don't give a
1: shit just gonna put more pressure on her
0: until <laughs> she caves Yeah, good so yeah and and there's a couple more people that I'm not going to mention yet because it's not quite in the bag but yeah we, we've got some interesting people lined up to interview when I've we come put back.
1: that email in to Beyonce I've not not heard back yet Beyonce
0: obviously that's going to happen at some point have a word with the, pri- the prime minister of
1: New Zealand Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I think Jacinda would be up for it. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I've got some contacts over there in the um, in the political system. That's actually a complete lie.
0: Get your <laughs> people to talk to her people and they'll yeah, yeah. sort it out yeah. amongst them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. quick catch up then before we get on, because we've got another lovely listener email to dissect. <laughs> 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 Don't know why I chose that word. No. <laughs> Yeah, quick catch up then. Personally, I am generally fine. There's been a few things cracking off for me. Obviously, I've just mentioned that uh, my husband and I are moving flats, which cannot come soon enough because I don't know if I've mentioned this, but for the last year since we moved to the south coast, I live in Bournemouth, we have lived in a tiny, gorgeous, but tiny studio flat because neither of us, my husband or, or I, knew the area before we came. Like, we'd literally only visited once to do a load of flat viewings. We had to just get this place, um, not really knowing the area. And we realised very quickly that we're on one of the main roads through Bournemouth. And it's the route that the fire engines, ambulances, oh, and police heard cars heard <laughs> take <laughs> multiple times a day <laughs> with sirens blaring. And aside from the sirens, it's just constantly noisy with traffic. So that's been something to get used to because we came from Malvern where it's super country and quiet. And, you know, if the birds make a bit of a racket, that's slightly annoying sometimes. And the rustling of the trees and the breeze. <laughs> My God, it was deafening. I'm furious at that loud breeze. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's been a bit of a wake up call, literally, because... I don't think I've had like a night where I've slept all the way through since we've been here. Oh, wow. And I'm quite a heavy sleeper as well. So that's, um, that proves how bloody noisy it is, if nothing else does. But yeah, it's just been really busy. It's tiny. We literally live in one room, the bedroom, kitchen, lounge, where I work from is all in one little room, a room that would have fit in my previous bedroom. Wow, and um, and then obviously it's got a separate shower room and loo.
1: It'd be quite fun if it didn't. <laughs> the Shower was, was also in the room in the as kitchen well. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, the loo doubles up as the sink. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um,
0: yeah, so it's it's so small, and we've we've actually gotten along with it really well because we were thinking we're just we're obviously going to get under each other's feet. Mm. I work from home. My husband he part works from home he's out a lot more but um than me I mean but yeah he works from home as well so if he needs to work we've got one sort of bureau writing desk and chair we don't have a sofa (laughs) we don't have a sofa or (laughs) armchair at all I'll have to just sit on the bed and do my work so it's it's been hard yeah it's been it's been a year we had to get rid of so much furniture which was good because I watched the minimalist documentary before I moved and that you know, sent me into a fit of Pete getting rid of everything I own, which felt good for a few days. And I thought, oh, no, I need that stuff. I <laughs> wish I'd not gotten rid of my sofa.
1: I've got no knickers. Oh, so, shit. Do you have any
0: clothes <laughs> or anywhere to sit? What am I thinking? How am I going to live my life? But, yeah, I got rid of so much stuff. So we're going to move into this place that's about five times as big. And um, we've got no furniture. <laughs> it's literally going to be a bed in the bedroom and um and that's, that's it, it. <laughs> we've got a writing desk and a chair I swear <laughs> uh, one one chest of drawers And a, oh yeah a couple of um you know those white uh Ikea units like the bookshelves yeah that everybody them. on the planet is yeah, yeah, at least yeah. one I've got three <laughs> <laughs> but basically it's that's all stuff that will probably go in the bedroom
1: but I haven't had a couch since uh, February. It was supposed to be here at the beginning of April and it's six weeks on and I <laughs> still don't have one. So, you know, you kind of do just adapt, don't you? you just Why is that then it. if you ordered oh, one and it just hasn't, came. hasn't basically, come? Basically, yeah. I, I sold my uh, <clears throat> I sold my old one to the boys at work because uh, they wanted it. And I was like, I'll be all right for a few weeks with that one. Like, I don't really mind. Can um, I just stop you there? Was that one of your people-pleasing tendencies at play?
0: We need a sofa. <laughs> <No>. Have mine!
1: <laughs> no, do you know? Uh, it, no, I actually, don't have very big people pleasing tendencies it was mainly for the fact that i did want a new sofa and i just couldn't be asked to put it on ebay or like go through the rigmarole Mm. of selling it in any other way so i was like you know what if you're just gonna if you want it and you're going to collect it and I don't have to think about it, then I'm quite happy to sit, literally sit on the floor for six weeks. So I ordered a sofa, which is supposed to be here at the beginning of April, and it still hasn't arrived. And I was just like, it's basically me and my cat just vying for the one chair in the house. Like every time I get a cat wins wins on it. And I'm like, I need to work. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then, you know, inv- inviting people around and just being like, well, then I'm afraid I don't have a sofa, so we'll oh, just we, have we to have go to straight stand. to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no that. <laughs> yeah, would you
0: like to follow me to my bedroom? We'll snuggle up in there.
1: I mean, I literally did do that. But um. yeah,
0: we've had a few visitors since we've been here this last year. But there's just no point in inviting people around There just yeah. isn't because you just get into the room. You're pretty much nose to nose, trying to drink a cup of tea, and you're just like, "So this is all of the place." <laughs>
1: It's Let nice, me give you the it? tour. Let me give you just the tour. Turn
0: your head to the left. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you the tour. Just turn your body around. That's the bedroom. <laughs> bit more. Kitchen. Bit more. Living room. <laughs> yeah. And you have to shout over the noise of sirens most of the time. Oh. So yeah, it's been it's been cool because it it's so low rent as well that yeah. um that we've saved a lot of money having just lived here a year. And obviously from this base, we've discovered the grey areas. Um, Yeah, um, I was going
1: to say, like, I think that's a really good call, yeah actually, it's something you, when have you to don't do. know a city you have to kind of feel your way in terms of where yeah like you can look on a map and think oh yeah i want to live there but then when you're there it's all different isn't it so you don't know until you get there yeah, do you? you have to live definitely. through it
0: and it is a really good location in terms of one direction you can walk to the bournemouth town center within like 10 minutes and the other direction you can walk to the beach within five oh, that's so awesome. it's yeah. it's been fantastic in loads of other mm-hmm. ways and it's really been Amazing because mostly you'd want your own space from anybody. Like I don't care if you're married to them or not. You'd sort of you know is it Sylvia Plath that said it's necessary to have a room for
1: one's own? Uh, yeah, no Virginia. Woolf. Virginia Wolf. Same diff. <laughs> same diff. I was going to say <laughs> same diff as well, and then I was like, well, that makes like, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we've got on so well in general, even though we literally have to sort of like sidle by each other whenever we need to cross paths in the flat that's incredible and yeah yeah,
1: testament to your relationship i don't think i (laughs) yeah i don't think most people would have
0: would have survived it really there have been there have been couples that have come and said bloody hell like don't you get really annoyed with each other i'm like well no so it's it's worked we've made it work and and uh that's been quite eye-opening and nice to know but it will be amazing to get to this place so in about a month we'll be moving and um and it will take about an hour to move the stuff because we've got so little. <laughs> it will just be our... <laughs> just and we've a got bus a full
1: ride
0: <laughs> <laughs> with a <the> rucksack. <laughs> because this place is so tiny, it's so dinky and cute. It is gorgeous, but it's basically got a travel size fridge, um, oh, yeah. where I can only fit sort of one day's worth of food in it, and it's got a tiny little freezer box. So you have to basically go shopping for your food every day, or at least every other day because I I really like to cook and I I make big batches of soups and stuff and I'll just like portion them up and freeze them usually and I just haven't been able to do that this year so anytime I've I've wanted to make a big soup I'll make a big one because to me it's not worth making a soup for like one portion so I'll make it but that means I have to eat soup until it's run out for the rest of the week (laughs) (laughs) and in the winter I was just leaving all of the Tupperware boxes of it stacked up in the in the bathroom because it was so cold in there that um, it was just cold enough in, in the bathroom. So um, it would be nice to have all mod cons. Again. Yeah,
1: no, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, enough about me. How have you been getting on since last I'm- week?
1: Yeah, I've been really good. I've been really good. I've really enjoyed the sun coming back out because I'm, I'm really quite contradictory in these, uh, in this respect where I bang on about how much I love autumn and winter and stuff. But by the end of winter, I mean, everyone's like this, that you just kind of want the sun to come back and you know, it's just been really rainy and miserable. And I just feel so much happier now the sun's come out. So I've kind of been in my garden making it look all spangly and and nice. And so I just went out there this morning and like ate breakfast. And it just feels really lovely. And I've been back down my allotment as well, which I've been heartily neglecting and that always gives me like this massive sense of like just joy and well-being and and peace so um yeah what do you grow in your allotment well I've only had it for last year was my first year and I know fuck all about gardening so it was very much a trial and error thing which is a long-winded way of saying not very much (laughs) what do you (laughs) kill in your allotment (laughs) I got uh, radishes are good I got loads of radishes I got a little bit of beetroot and I was more successful growing stuff in my garden. Basically, my favorite things are like brassicas, like cauliflowers and things like that. And kale, I love kale. So they all grew, but then they just got like white fly all over them, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm not eating that." (laughs) So I'd love, I'd love to come to your
0: allotment one day. Oh, dude,
1: like it's so much fun! It's literally like the happiest place on earth. Like everyone is just so friendly, like not in that horrible, overbearing way where they actually talk to you, but there's just this really nice kind of community feel, and everyone like you know, if you need to borrow something, then someone'll like be like, "Oh, come and use my water, whatever." it's just really nice and it's so so satisfying because last year you know i had when i got my allotment i kind of had a rough few months of not having any work and then being you know really depressed for various reasons and honestly i just used to go down there and dig and dig and dig and like that was just it just made me feel so much better like the physical exertion and just the sense of satisfaction just looking back at over you know when you've like cleared a patch of weeds and stuff like it's very kind of you know metaphorical catharsis so yeah I love it I love it and so I'm a bit late to the game this year for various reasons but I'm hoping to kind of um, get loads of stuff planted by the end of the month and I'm going to try and plant stuff that aren't going to get loads of white fly. so uh just like carrots parsnips spring onions I've got some sweet corn which would be quite exciting I've heard that potatoes um, and tomatoes are fairly easy to I, d- I don't really eat potatoes though so like I, you know i'm kind of i don't want to get in this stage where i'm like oh look at all my potatoes and then i'm like oh i don't really want to eat them so i'm trying to grow things that i would actually yeah. like to eat people are like oh why here was- comes
0: sarah trying to get rid of of potatoes <laughs> well again.
1: literally yeah well last year i grew um all these ornamental gourds uh, which looked really really cool do you know do you know what they are no they're basically like kind of like mini pumpkins but they they come in like get these really cool like stripes on them and like bobbles and like they're just really kind of cool looking and i was like oh yeah like i'll grow and i grew loads and loads of them and literally i only just discovered like after they'd all grown that you can't eat them what use are they then? They're literally ornamental. Like they look really, really cool as kind of like autumnal, you know, things to put around your house. And I was cutting one to put in a, a in a curry, and I was like, "Fuck me, this is hard." And I was like, and I I, I did do it, and I cooked it, and I was like, "Well, that doesn't taste very nice." <laughs> and then I googled it. And you were and in a and e. You're like, <laughs> I mean, they're not poisonous good. or anything, but they just don't taste of anything. So I had hundreds of like these ornamental gourds. So I literally just had a house full of these tiny <laughs> pumpkins and I was just giving them away to like anyone I saw I was like oh it's, a, it's some an ornamental, ornamental pumpkins. pumpkin so yeah you, you probably just missed that uh, or you could have had it I mean you wouldn't have had the room for them in your place obviously yes, <laughs> sorry we have rafters. no room for your fucking ornamental pumpkins around here uh so yeah last year was a bit of um not a disaster I did, I did get some stuff but I'm hoping to it'll be a bit more successful this year oh I'll take loads of photos so I'm, I'm really interested will. to see it I do, I take, I take progress photos every time I'm down there because it's just so satisfying. I think we've talked before about like how, I think you said it, you were as well, like I consider myself a process person and that I love being like, right, this is what I've got to do and then yeah. clear it and it's just really satisfying to kind of see your progress. So yeah, yeah there are lots of... And uh, that sort of physical photos. activity and the mindfulness that's yes. involved in the... It's so mindful. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah.
0: I'd, love, I'd love that. So we have a beautiful... Email and I have it in front of me. Do you have it in front of you?
1: I do, I do. Would
0: you like to read it today? I would love to. Off I'm you just go doing then, my vocal exercises.
1: Dear Jen and Sarah, love listening to you guys on a Friday morning. I'm hoping you can help me out. I've just finished my first year at university and will be heading back home to my parents for the summer, which I feel a bit weird about. Uni hasn't quite been what I was expecting. I've struggled to find people that I've really connected with and haven't really haven't been very motivated with my course either. Everyone talks about how it's supposed to be one of the best times of your life, but so far I've been really underwhelmed. I guess I'm feeling nervous about going home and facing my friends and family, asking lots of questions. I feel as though I have to lie or exaggerate my experience, as I feel a bit embarrassed that it's not been the time of my life like everyone says it is. I'm also worried about getting so settled back in with my old life and friends that I might not even want to go back in September. Any suggestions about how to deal with the summer ahead would be greatly appreciated. Love the podcast. Thanks in advance if you use this, Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa.
0: We will use Vanessa. this. We will. Here we are. Here we are using it right up. <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, well done on completing your first year of uni. That is the hardest part, I think. Yep. And I don't know who you're talking to that are saying this was the best time of their lives because I went to uni and I certainly didn't feel that way.
1: Oh, didn't you? I didn't no. know we've discussed this because I was going to say like that email resonates with me so much. Like that was absolutely my experience. I mean, in the end, I don't regret it because I actually have a media degree that I'm using which is is quite rare and uh, so I don't regret it in that respect and I, and I ended up gaining, you know, sort of a, about three friends which will be friends for life and I learned a lot of skills. Uh, filmmaking and stuff, which, um, again, I'm using and has been really valuable. But, uh, you know, that's kind of been my takeaway. But during it, at the time, absolutely not. Like, it was just not what... Uh, you know, Everyone's like, oh, uni is just a blast and you just always you meet all these insane people and blah 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 and it's just that just wasn't my experience at all and I had a I mean to be fair that wasn't my experience and I was also like clinically depressed (laughs) but I guess the two kind of dovetailed into each other in that you know I was hoping for it to be something that it wasn't and then my depression just kind of it just came over like this big cloud in my first year and and i really struggled throughout all of uni so i think my first thing to say in regards to that email is not everyone is having that experience i mean there's this kind of trope of like uni life and And all these slow motion montages of all the fun you're having, but the reality is, it's you know, it's hard, and and it's you know, it's that transition of going from being a kid to being an adult and being away from home, and you know, some people struggle with that. And if you, yeah, if you go and meet, you know, your best bud in the first kind of week, and and you have this big group of friends and you're lucky enough for all those things to fall into place, then great. But like that is a little bit of, of luck of, in terms of who, you're, <clears throat> excuse me, who you put within halls and who you meet on your course. And, you know, if you're shy and you're introverted and you find that stuff really difficult, then Freshers Week and all that bullshit is is really hard. And it takes it takes a long time for you to make kind of lasting friends and connections and stuff. So yeah that's my initial thought is just definitely that is not everyone's experience
0: yeah it was it wasn't mine either and that's not to say that I absolutely hated every minute of it because I didn't and like you, there were really great things to come out of it. A couple of my like closest friends now I met at uni and I got a media degree and I did use it so it definitely you know you came out with those things but i don't think that's that's part of university experience but the other part i think is just to try to stick at something and mm. and see it through and i wouldn't say to do that if you're absolutely hating it the same you know i would i would not advise that with much actually if you if you've really tried to stick at it for a year and you're really really not liking it you know perhaps consider not going or transferring to a different course or
1: transferring to a different university maybe I know people that have done that. But- oh, I did that actually I did um, I did a year at uh, Birmingham University and in a weird way that year it kind of was um, what I'd expected in terms of I mean this is I guess a slight tangent but just in terms of um, me kind of coming out as as a, as a gay woman I, I, i've forgotten what <laughs> gender was then <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um sort of in my last year of um sixth form i then very much immediately just wanted to leave the village that i grew up in and i was just like i want to go and explore this i want to meet gay people and have gay friends and go clubbing and and do all that kind of stuff and and you know by as luck would have it you know there was this gay guy um who is listening i think actually um hello gay uh, guy he, <laughs> hello gay guy i'm not giving i won't say your name just because it'll be embarrassing that you're listening to this because uh anyway uh so he lived uh, like below me and so we got re- we became really good friends and we met loads of other people and we lived in this big gay bubble for like a year and it was were it you was in halls then different. Yeah, so I was in I I didn't do halls. halls. Oh, right, okay. Well, that is also, I think, a different experience um, depending on what you do. So, yeah, it was loads of fun, but actually my course wasn't the course that I should have been doing. My mum had kind of pressured me into going to, like, quote-unquote good university if I was doing a shit degree do it a good university and it turned out to just not I mean it was sort of still a media degree but it was much more sociology and just not what I wanted to be doing I wasn't engaged with it at all I didn't enjoy it and and then you know at, at the end of my first year um the novelty of this of uh, you know, this gay clubbing and this, <laughs> my gay lifestyle, I was bored of it. I was like, I've done that now. And and I just kind of was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not happy. I don't want to do this course. So yeah, I, I did actually start the second year and I think had all these ideas about how I'll try harder and it will be better. And, and it just wasn't. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah, I did drop out. And I'm really, really glad that I did because if I continued doing that course, I'm not sure that I would have because it wasn't practical in any way uh, in terms of filmmaking and stuff, I wouldn't have gained that experience and and been like, wow, I really like this. This is kind of what I want to do. So it was a really really good decision for me. So yeah, I think obviously it's hard to tell from that email, kind of how bad things are. But certainly from a, a course perspective, if you if you're finding that your course isn't what you want it to be, then yeah, there's no shame in being like, this isn't right. I'm gonna I'm gonna change courses, or I'm, I, I also changed courses. I change courses at both of my universities, actually, because uh, there's, yeah, just find what feels right. Mm. And don't sort of be like, well, I've made this decision, I need to stick with it now, because you can, you can change your mind.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, so Vanessa, I would, I would definitely over this summer, have a Sit down, talk to someone that you really trust about it. Preferably someone that has actually lived the university university. <laughs> preferably somebody that has been to uni themselves, because um, I don't know who you who you're hearing all of this stuff from. As in, it's the best time of your life. I heard that a bit, and and we we are kind of led to believe that, as Sarah said, through sort of films and things like that. But real life going through university. Is just living a life sort of somewhere else for a little bit. And it, it, it's a bit mad, like there's nothing really comparable to it because most of the people that go do go a bit nuts, certainly for the first year. It wasn't for me, and that's why I think I didn't regard it in the same way as a lot of people. That was the time for a lot of people where it's the first time away from home, first time living alone, first awakening of being able to go and get hammered in pubs and stuff for Mm. me because i actually went a little bit later like i was about well how old was i when i went to uni 22 i think so i was a couple of years older than most of the people that went there and it's
1: incredible how much that does make a bit of a difference actually i felt much older than most people yeah like when i started at sussex where i ended up i'd only i'd essentially Effectively taken two years out, but like those eighteen-year-old boys compared to twenty-year-old me, who'd had two years of life experience living away from home or whatever, I just—it was—we had nothing in common. Like it yeah. just—it was completely different. So yeah, but it was bet it was, I bet yeah, it was different and, taking a bit more time out.
0: Yeah, and I didn't go straight from school to sixth form to college to a uni. I didn't take that that path. I mm. worked straight after school for a few years and I was also living alone since 17 so I had my own flat and I was paying my own bills but by the time I was like 17 and yeah that continued until I went to I went back to college and did sort of the bridging a qualification that I needed to do to get into university to do media um so I did go back full-time to do that but I worked the whole time as well I worked yeah. paid my way through it I worked every single summer holiday as well from college and uni full-time so for me those things combined I was just much more mature in general and just much more used to stuff and much more jaded than the average university student I could drive by then so I would often I did live at uni but I would drive back to see my friends that were already really well established friendships quite often it was about I think I can't remember now it's a couple of hours drive I think but I would do that once or twice a month so I didn't and I didn't I never lived in halls either I just bypassed that and I just got a student house with a load of other people right from the start and that again is is very a very different experience than living in in halls yeah so and I did have loads of friends that lived in halls and um so I, I was aware of sort of what that looked like and it, it is just really different so I don't know again Vanessa if you're in halls or a student house or if you're even it seems like you're not living from home but some people do I had friends that lived at home and went to their local university, so they, their life didn't really change much at all. But yeah, I just have a think about it and certainly just do away with the idea that this should be this way because, as with most things in life, things are just the way that they are and don't feel that they should be this or they should be that. This is your experience of it. You can change the experience of it if you change the way you look at it or change the way you go about it. But you know your experience will largely depend on how you approach it really you know you don't really say what it is that you're disheartened with or disappointed with so maybe have a think about that and I just stuck to the same thing that I sort of signed up to do and you do change your modules as you go through it as well you're sort of you have to do that you choose the bits that you're most interested in in the second year and third year at least that's how mine went so the second year was vastly different to the first and I think mine went from basically being there full time in the first year to only having a handful of lectures and then most of it was home study in the second and the third for me. You know, you'll, you'll have a tutor that you can maybe go and speak to as well and I would definitely encourage that and definitely have a, real, a really good think about it before you do drop out or change anything massive because you've done a whole year, you know, you're a third down already and it's, um, it's a big deal, you know, it's, it is a big life change and it's, it's hard some people say it's a bit of a dos going to uni and again that wasn't my experience at all I did do a lot of partying but I really worked hard as well and it, it can be tough and and part of the experience is a bit of sticking it out and just thinking well you do have to work alongside everything else you know they don't just hand you a degree for doing nothing and getting drunk all the time so it there is a certain amount of knuckling down that is required to just get through it and the fact that you've got through the first year, I think that sort of shows that you you can probably carry on and do this in some in some way. Because I feel like there's a statistic that most people that end up dropping out, they'll do it before the year's up. They just mm. can't hack it, or they'll just won't go in at all. And it doesn't seem like that's the case for you Vanessa So I think well done and try and maybe take stock of things this summer and um, chat with people that have already been because if I was your personal friend I would be able to tell you of my, my day in, day out experience. And it wasn't all it was it definitely wasn't like, you know, going to parties, waving my knickers in the air. It wasn't. That was just occasional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: was gonna say you definitely did that. A once a times, week at <laughs> most. <laughs> but I think I think that um you know, I, I know, uh, Vanessa, you mentioned in in the email that you were kind of um, feeling a bit worried about talking to friends uh, and family and stuff. But I think if you if you do share that experience with friends, friends who've been to university, I'm sure that everyone will be like, oh, yeah, no, I actually kind of felt the same because it is hard. Hundred percent. It's hard in in loads of different ways. And I think it, it depends on, you know, what kind of personality type you are, in which ways you might find it hard. I mean, there might be people who are really engaged with the study who find keeping up with all the reading and all the work quite difficult. Or I was very not engaged in the study. I was just I mean, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I was really partying because I didn't really have any friends. (laughs) I mean, I did, I had like a couple of friends, but it's not like I was like this big popular, uh, popular figure or anything. I was just drinking a lot, like going to the pub a lot. So for me, it was hard to have all those hangovers and try and, and then try and drag myself to lectures. I mean, I hardly ever went to lectures, but, you know, to drag myself up to writing you know a 3,000 word essay in a day because I hadn't done any prep or and I'd left it to the last minute so that kind of stuff was hard so everyone struggles with something you know that freedom of being let off the leash of, of moving out of home and and kind of being independent for the first time like you know it's liberating in a way but there are challenges that come with it so I don't think I think this idea that, you know, like oh university is incredible. Like the reality is is just another life phase that can be a tricky one for some people. So I don't think that everyone will be like, oh my god, you're not having the time of your life. Like I just I just don't think that they will be. No. But I think I would fo- what I would focus on um again with that therapist hat on which i like the idea of me being in a bowler hat or something but <laughs> i i think maybe maybe like a um one of those kind of vietnamese rice paddy hats this week if we could like just to change it up a little bit okay uh thank you appreciate that um just that i did like the word should is is like banned from the therapy room because he, just every time you say i should be doing this it's like says who it, you kind of always have to reframe that because it's so often not really your own values and your own desires that that should comes from because generally we, we're kind of following those in some way so if you you know i think you said should you know i should be having the time of my life a couple of times in that email it's like it's, it's just it's bollocks it's just an idea that's come from you know kind of uh, tv and and just You know the narratives of society in general. So just kind of try and drop that as much as you can, and and just have your experience for what it is—good, bad, indifferent, changeable—and yeah, and just don't worry about. I I don't think anyone is going to be thinking why on why isn't Vanessa having like this incredible time at uni. Like that, everyone's too self-centered to think that anyway. They'll just kind of ask you how it's going. You can say, yeah, no, it's been good, and I've enjoyed this, and I haven't enjoyed that, but these are the things that i've been doing and and that's you know as much as anyone i think will probably will probably push the issue so i think definitely just try and try and not worry about about what people are going to think definitely not and also
0: if people do ask you how's it going at uni which they undoubtedly will because you've been away at uni for your first year so it's a big deal really try and stick to the truth as much as you can you don't have to go into all the details and you don't have to you know give a hour-long lecture on all of your experiences there but I think with anything try and stick as closely to the truth and how you actually feel as possible because that's what will help you you might get people then saying actually yeah I found it tough and the first year was the hardest and or you know I changed courses have you considered that is that a possibility that's the way that you'll get help is by just being honest and and approaching things head on because if you don't do that, no one can actually help you because they don't know the truth of the matter. No. So and you'll,
1: you'll feel more kind of um, stressed by it if you try and go. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's been incredible. And like you, and if you, you don't do go down that, that like exaggerating yeah. route when, because yeah, just that's definitely um, definitely something to avoid. Yeah. And
0: um, what was I going to say? Then I had a brilliant point. I
1: bet you didn't. I did it's slightly st- interrupt. I sense that, but I just kept out that out that of my my head. Well, just while you're thinking about it, the other thing I was going to say, just from a kind of practical point of view, is the first year is very different to the second and third year as well. So the first year is very much focused on, I mean, you only have to get like 40% to pass or something, don't you? So loads of people to kind of, I don't know if that's still true, I went to uni a million years ago, but... um, the second and third year is a lot more focused on the course and the work and um, there is more work there is more pressure so i'm not trying to scare you <laughs> yeah. but um but if if you really are interested and want to get into your course you'll probably get more out of it kind of intellectually in the second and third year i mean the third year you can usually depending on your course like you have a lot more choice about what you do and you can specialize in particular things like for me i could have done photography um, like fiction film making or documentary and I wanted to do documentary so I basically spent the entire third year doing exactly what I wanted which made a massive difference and and I then met uh, you know I was put in a group with people make a documentary with who I really really liked and got on with and they became friends so yeah it just kind of you're pushed in a different way whereas I think the first year is a bit kind of like introduction to everything and you don't really kind of get engaged in your course that I'm gesticulating a lot as I'm saying that no one can see me I don't know why I'm doing that um, but yeah, said that just, I can imagine it and it's it's, it's making the experience better waving around like I look like a conductor yeah
0: I totally agree with that the first year is almost find your feet year in fact I think in my course the marks of the first year didn't actually count towards your degree or at yeah, least they yeah. only did 10 or 15 percent so that just goes to show how little they are expecting from you basically academically in that first first bit but remember as well uni is Broken up a lot with lots of home study, lots of breaks, lots of the same school holidays. You're not actually there for that much of the time at a stretch. So, Mm -hmm. even if you found it difficult, I I would definitely encourage now you've done a year, try to work out a way that you can stick at it, but be happier because you'll already owe a a whole year of your student loan if you have taken out a student loan, which is um, normal and um you sort of don't want to waste that in a way unless you're really hating it like i said earlier but yeah the the second year is really different and you'll be there less you'll be doing different modules you have the opportunity to meet different people if if part of the problem has been that you just haven't connected with people then you know look look around and try to identify the people that you look up to or admire or Whatever. And just find a way to make friends with them. That's exactly what I did. I I went to uni not knowing anybody there. I purposely went to one where I knew I didn't know anybody. I don't know why I did that. I think I'd just read bloody Jack Kerouac's On The Road. And um, I just had this romantic idea that I'll just go out into this brand new place, completely away from home, not knowing anybody there or any of the streets or anything and um, I purposely did not like buddy up with people because most of my friends at college they would go with their friends that they'd made there or go with their best friends or go where their elder brother or sister had already gone and I didn't do any of that I just chose a place completely based on the course I wanted to do obviously but yeah I didn't know anybody I turned up on the day and went to this event to find a student house to share with people and saw this girl woman on her own as well and I just marched straight up and said are you looking for a student house and she was like yeah and I was like hey let's get one together and then we (laughs) I thought it would be better if we have some lads there because we'll probably feel a bit safer so we identified three guys and um, went over to them and said do you want to get like a five-bedroom house with us and they were like yeah
1: you just ordered four people to live with you essentially I love it control of that situation yeah (laughs) hello I'm Jen you'll be living in this room
0: (laughs) yeah So, yeah, but I didn't know anybody at all. Didn't know anyone on the course. And I wouldn't really recommend to do that. I think you've got to be a slightly strange person to sort of have that appeal to you in the first place. But that didn't stop me from making friends. You just everyone's in the same boat really They might know one or two people that but they still have to meet other people and and get by and increase their social circles somehow and there's there's always a way to do that there are always groups to join not again not that I joined any I've literally never joined a single extracurricular class in my entire life so I never did that I just I always just would identify somebody if I saw them across the room that oh they look really cool And so I just kind of go over and start talking and that's how I always made friends. But um, you can do it and people generally don't turn you away. It only happens once in a while that people do that. But um, yeah, it's... It's, it is a strange, it's a strange period of your life, but the, the things that I really took away from it were those experiences. It wasn't really about the academic stuff that I learned, although that was useful. It was much more about learning about how I was as a person and, and uh, yeah, and just, and just sort of getting by. The point that I remembered from earlier that I wanted to raise, I just remembered it, was if you were to think, oh, I'm just, I'm not liking this, I'm just going to drop out and I'll do something different. Before you do anything, really look at what your alternative options are because mm. you might think, I don't like this situation, but is the one that you'd be going to better? Because I knew loads of people that just dropped out or stopped going and they ended up back at their parents' house. Their parents were on their back then. Well, you got to pay rent and you should get a job, get any job. Yeah. And they were, ended up working at McDonald's for like a year and being way more miserable, being back home, doing the same stuff they were doing a year previously. All the people that they'd sort of known that had gone to uni the year before did go on to graduate and get their degrees and you're not in that group anymore you've sort of not you know because you can go back later obviously but then you owe more money on a loan and you you are going back at a later stage which has its pros and cons but are you really going to be in a better position if you choose to to opt out of it at this point and If you are, maybe consider doing it. But if you don't have any other backup plan and you're just thinking, I don't want to do that, so I'll stop, that probably won't be, it it often won't be a better lifestyle decision to to fall into. So really think about that. Really think about what your options are, because we all only have limited amount of options from wherever we are at any given point. And certainly if I had have stopped going to uni, and it did cross my mind a few times when I was there, because it wasn't all unicorns and rainbows, not by a long shot, not by a long shot, it wasn't. But I, I knew that if I dropped out, I would be placing myself in a worse situation. I'd be going back to the situation that I wanted to get out of in the first place. So yeah, just think about what your alternatives would be
1: yeah and also I mean obviously we're kind of like filling in the context to this email which we don't know because it kind of in terms of that sort of stuff, it depends uh, t- to some extent on what you're doing at university I mean if you're if you're dead set on being you know a doctor, then obviously you can't drop out of university and still be a doctor. so that kind of matters um, if if you're just doing it <laughs> kind of matters a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just don't go and do surgery if, you, if you're you not qualified. I wouldn't advise it at all. Um, you will find it quite difficult to get a job. So, yeah, I mean, all those kind of things kind of come into play. But, I mean, in fairness, I suppose the email was actually more about kind of like, how do I get through the summer? So I think, I just think try try and use the summer, like really use it. So, yeah, find someone trusted that you... Uh, that you feel that you can open up to and um, you'll probably have some of your experiences reflected back um, in some way and you'll feel better and it'll kind of validate your experience and also just enjoy taking a break like there's nothing wrong you know you, you said um, Vanessa that you're worried about going home and then you know, getting settled back into your life and not wanting to go back, like it's okay to go home and, and to reconnect with your friends and your family and have a wonderful time and, and stuff. And it might just kind of recharge you a little bit so that when you do go back to uni, you're feeling a bit more grounded and a bit more settled and a bit more ready to, to kind of face it and to, to face all the challenges and to kind of get stuck in. Um, you know, it can become little bit draining over time and i think it is important to to kind of go home and have and have little breaks and stuff so that when you are there you can really make the most of it and yeah i would just say just kind of um just open your mind to to trying new things i mean in terms of the extracurricular clubs and stuff like that's not my scene um in terms of i just find it really really difficult socially as a shy awkward person but perhaps you're not that kind of person and if you are the kind of person who makes friends easily there is there are such niche clubs like there are clubs for Mm. everything Mm. so you know if you want someone to go to the cinema with or if you want to play board games with people or if you want to do a sports thing you know whatever it is there there will be something there so um kind of don't be afraid to get stuck in if that's the kind of thing that you find um enjoyable and easy to do and you can yeah you can make your experience what you want it to be really and and in the second year when you living off campus um that is i mean i much preferred that like cuz when i was at sussex it meant i could live in central brighton so i was by the sea and like that was really really cool and i could just explore the city more so yeah it was much more exciting in the second year to to go and do stuff in the city and and to just feel like it feels a bit more normal like it's very Kind of closeted and and weird, living in halls and being on a campus. So it's quite nice to just feel like you've rejoined the world a little bit in the second year. Absolutely.
0: Well, anyway, it's time for us to wrap up now. But thank you so much for writing in, Vanessa. I hope that we've given you something to think about, and yeah, give yourself a pat on the back for making it this far. And yeah. we really hope that you just have a yeah have a think about it have a lovely summer and feel like sarah said feel renewed and ready to crack back on in whatever you decide to do it's all any of us can do isn't it work out where you are how you feel and what you want to do next yeah so i will speak to you for the podcast next week in advance of next week so we can record it and edit it and probably edit out these bits yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm rambling on aimlessly (laughs) So uh, yeah, I'll catch you in a few days. Lovely. I love you. I love you too.